on. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hey. Welcome to the Old World Podcast, formerly known as and futurely known as the Square Based Podcast. Therefore, it is <laughs> temporarily only for this one minute not, but now it is again. Congratulations. Nailed it. Birthed from as a Square Based Podcast, where we talk about, we get excited for the old world, the hype that is the old world that is getting released from Games Workshop. Uh, we have been doing this podcast for a while. Please do go check it yeah. out on YouTube and the podcast um, uh, where we have. So this isn't our first foray. So if you jump into mm-hmm. the YouTube comments, as a lot of YouTube commenters do on this particular podcast, and be like, you guys, do you even know about Warhammer Fantasy Battles? Yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I don't think we've ever gotten that comment. Uh, I don't think, I don't th- I don't th- I don't know. I feel I feel like our our commenters on uh the YouTube thugs are not particularly thuggish within in our case. I I am I hide I hide some comments. I'm genuinely uplifted when I go when I wait in. By the way, if you make a comment on the show, there's probably a 70% chance that I respond to you within 3 seconds. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> and there's probably a 90% chance I respond to you in 7 weeks. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, okay. Good. Well. Okay. So. Uh, oh, I do have some kind of oldish world news to tell you about, which is fun. Uh, yeah. Right. Please. So yeah, we're gonna be, today we're going to be talking about how to prep for the old world, uh, because in lieu of there being basically nothing for the old world, and then we're going to talk about some other stuff. There's some news. There's some hot resources. Um, uh, is what we're going to do. So, big news, uh, Val. Uh, how have you been? Let's start there. What's going on? Well, uh, you can see she's not there, but HJP, or HJP as you would say in your mother tongue, uh, often hangs out in that crib. Uh, so I'm just being, uh, just been, been a real dad about stuff lately. It's been a lot of fun. Um, oh, cute. Yeah. So she comes, hangs out here. She actually usually doesn't last very long. She usually, she usually wakes up. She's a baby who likes to be held, which I don't mind because she's adorable. That's good. <laughs> good. Okay, that's great. Reminds me of me. That's what reminds yeah. me of me. Yeah, love being held. I just we- picture. I, I I feel like I feel like you as a baby is just you with a beard, but a baby's body. That's how I imagine you. <laughs> just a giant bobblehead. Keemstar the baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, good. Oh, well, I'm glad you've been doing well. Have you been uh, printing, painting, or playing? Any so for people who don't know, Val is uh, a Warhammer Army Projects slash like Warhammer Fantasy Battles fan. Obviously, I'm an eighth edition man. I'm an eighth, eighth edition man. Can sure. we pour one you don't out? I like to say that, but I'm uh, an eighth edition man. Well, can we pour one out for a Warhammer Army's Projects? Have we had an update about Warhammer Army's Projects? Yeah, we talked about that actually uh, a we number did. of weeks back, and uh, and uh, <laughs> Matthias the the. Uh, pro- Progenator, project, progenitor, the guy who made it, uh, is is dutifully working his way through a DIPing all of the stuff. Um, and there's actually a knock on to this that went unnoticed by us, and in fact, unnoticed by a lot of uh, the uh, quote community, which is that Warmaster, which is the epic version of uh, Fantasy Battles. Mm. Um, also had a fan-made version and fan fan-supported version called Warmaster Revolutions, which combined Warmaster and Warm. I think it's called Warmaster Ancients. Progen- Progenator. Thank you, Gangster mm-hmm. Paradise. Um, which combined those uh, together and basically kept the living rule set alive for Warmaster, which is 10 millimeter Warhammer Fantasy and a very very popular, well, a, a highly regarded game from Games Workshop. 
Um, they got C and D'd a long time ago, like six months, seven months ago, and they really much, much like Warhammer Armor Armies Project had been um, doing what they've been doing for a long time. Like it was uh, sort of like, and, and also like in in full view of. Um, sorry, I'm trying for it. I hate when my screen is there. We go. Yes, yes, yes. There we go. Um, have been doing what they've been doing for a very long time, and then suddenly they got C and D. So the announcement. The unofficial announcement of the old world uh, releasing in 2023. Actually, we missed it. It was when they see indeed Warmaster, not Warhammer Armies Project. Long story, but that's true. Oh, okay. That's pretty interesting. So mm -hmm. uh, we think that they're generally coming for all of the old world IP to wrap it up in a little bow. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait until Creative Assembly gets their CND. They're going to be fucking confused. <laughs> What is this? What? Send... <laughs> I can oh, hear you. You know, someone's making a video. What, what they call video game about our <laughs> Warhammer fantasy battles. They're not Send even on later. square bases. Um, they've even updated some of the models. It's an outrage. As that model belongs to AOS, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is actually super weird because looking at the old Warhammer fantasy battle models and then the updated scopes in the old world is very confusing imagine you're like a sylvaneth guy or sorry wood elf guy in old like in the total war and you're like you've done hundreds of hours and they're like we're releasing wood elves and you're like oh my god i'm so excited like you're like and then you walk in and be like one tree man please and they're like here you right. go and then you're like what is this lump of shit in his yeah. box? What is this? This is a tree man. No, no, I said tree man. No, this is a tree man. No, 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 I want a tree man. This is just a pile of logs, as Rob once described it on the show. Is, uh, a, a tree man that is neither tree nor man. Yeah. <laughs> Hector <laughs> Troy, thanks for resubscribing. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, wait, what have a fancy battle designer discovering Scry Racolites aren't one metal pose in Total War? Live it. <laughs> furious well, well good thing they're not putting in them in old world anyway uh so that's fine exactly um okay yeah so yeah, we haven't actually, had we haven't had much information we haven't had uh, much there was a pegasus screw there, there was a sprue that got leaked which let's, says to let's, me that we are hardcore into the manufacturing process well let's talk about that shall we because some people won't know mm -hmm. and there's also some great um uh, there's some there's some great backstory to this. I'm going to try and find it for a moment. So I'm going to do my best Jamie impression. But what Jamie really should do is shoot his co-host, um, Pegasus. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why there's a no they should be like, this, baby. They should be like, Jamie, pull that up. And he's like, oh, do you mean this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm tired of pulling up shit for you. <laughs> um, that's, that would be my dream. I'm just trying to find it now. I don't know if anyone in the chat has got the link to the sprue uh, yeah you you had it this is awesome guys i now because i helped him discover the power of screen sharing i can see him fumbling around on google there we go lovely. there we this go this is I've lovely this is real behind we should this should be a patreon tier this is <laughs> just you can just sign in and look uh just watch go. rob surf the internet uh i mean that's actually my show so uh right hey, so uh here you can see a pegasi pegasus pegasus Pegasus. 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 Multiple will be Pegasi. Pegasus. Okay. Okay. So we've got a Pegas. Pegas. Here. Pegas. A Pegas. Uh, and this is mm -hmm. a sprue 
that was leaked. So this is an all plastic sprue. So you'll know better than me, because I know you'll have done your research. Uh, this is a new sprue for a Pegasus Knight. Well, if you look closely there, Robert, if we put on our uh, uh, RIP, I almost said Julie Andrews, uh, Angela Lansbury glasses. Yeah. There's a little there's a little marking on the top there. It says Games Workshop. Bom, bom, bom. Oh, Enhance. 2023, I think, clear as day. Oh, boy. That. Yeah. Um, and also, I believe there's some clearly marked fleur-de-lis on a few of the... There's some filigree on uh, that's is easily visible on this, marking this. Because a lot of people are like, whatever, it's just Cities of Sigmar. And uh, I think it's quite clearly not Cities of Sigmar. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely quite... not Cities of Sigmar, as I've re yeah. reviewed the entire Cities of Sigmar book, and these aren't in it. Well, well let's <laughs> review this, then. Let's review and this. I have one. And I've yeah. reviewed your review, and it was delightful. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, they they do not like the elves and the dwarfs. They're like humans only. Get it? Yeah, I like I like the you know the no mixing thing. Um, that's funny. Uh, but I don't know. I don't. Whatever, guys. Let's keep going here. I don't right. know why the dwarves are still in Cities of Sigmar if they're a core fantasy. Like they're. It's just I, I'd love to see the the memos that are like guiding like what's allowed to be. Like where the streams are allowed to cross and where they're not allowed to cross. Because... Well, memos. This they are literally <laughs> in the cafeteria throwing food at each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I just, I just, I really, I just, I just wonder what, like, what the lot. Like, did they just, did they do a draft? Were they like, you can, okay, you can have ten. I want, no, I want fifteen. All right, no, like, did they do? Because like the dwarves are core faction in fantasy, uh, well, to old world. Uh, core faction, for those not understanding, are the factions actually getting, you know, like full treatment, whatever that turns out to be, in in the old world releases. Uh, and then um, non-core factions still get rules, but they don't get supported. And all of those tend to be the, you know, factions that are more popular in AOS. I think. Yeah, um, I... but the dwarves and dark elves. Um, still have minis in Cities of Sigmar and the dwarves are a core faction and that's clearly going to be a cross 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 promoted kit it's like why were the why did the dwarves stay I don't even understand well no they're doing dwarven holds I actually don't so the kits that stayed the kits that stayed in Age of Sigmar were the new kits that they released in Warhammer Fantasy Battle so Longbeards uh, Iron Drakes and yep. uh, um uh shield breakers all right and then they just had like a warden king and a rune lord so not actually a big release i personally think that those just won't actually end up being in the old world range much like we're not going to see night goblins in the orc and goblin range so um just to contradict you there if you look at the the more things change picture of all these sexy dwarves on 25 mils the fire drakes are there oh gyrocopter isn't though jesus christ the gyrocopter is anyway oh yeah you're right the no. shield breakers are there yeah uh yeah. well i don't know all right uh, exactly this is what i'm talking about there is no rhyme nor reason because the gyrocopter's on there and as you said accurately there's an when you scroll down and look at the orcs there's there's nothing that made it to aos in those in that orc orc army those are only these are all discontinued models from fantasy battle that that just didn't make it honestly, um, honestly i am confused at this stage yeah, I'm confused. confused. I am. I am straight confused. Well, what, what a and great. Then they, what, what, and then they and then they took all of the, so they kept some dwarves in Age of Sigmar, 
So they kept those fire drakes and the and the longbeards and such. And then, but they took away the like sisters of of Avalorn, whatever they are, sisters of uh, I don't know what they are. They took away all the wood elves. Like like I don't understand why. Like what? Why? Why? What is happening? <laughs> Thank you, D, for subscribing. Thanks everyone for tuning in and subscribing. If you are listening to podcasts, thanks for listening. If you listen to YouTube, please do like and subscribe. Uh, it helps. Shout the show. out to me listening later on. Yeah, shout out to shout out to you, buddy. I hope you're having a nice time. Right. Um. <laughs> well, I don't know what the rhyme or reason is, but getting back to the Pegasus Sprue for a moment, if we could. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So this does mean that we're going to get some plastic kits. So we were scared that, that some is of the. True. That 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 we were scared that some of the kits that we were going to see, this was original. Were these fine? I think these were plastic before, but these are new plastic. So the Pegasus, the Pegasus Knights yeah. are are actually in, like as new as Bretonian kits get. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I don't think that there is an official Pegasus hero. So this fuels a bit of my, uh, like for example, you could kit bash a Pegasus hero because there's a Pegasus, there's a you know a Pegasus Knights. But like a a hero on Pegasus or a Lord or whatever, don't actually that doesn't have a, like an updated model. So I'm feeling like maybe my one of my working theories that the launch box is only net new in plastic, which the, the problem is it's grounded in logic. So like my thinking <laughs> is that they they want <laughs> they would they would only release stuff that nobody has in the launch box so that people have to buy it even if you already have like if you already have Tomb Kings and Bretonians. Mm. They want to put. I would assume in the launch box, they want to put models that literally nobody owns because they've never been made before, like unit, like net new units. That's I think my, it's, that's my theory. I think it's a Necromunda situation. I think that's the easiest way to describe it. We're going to get a bunch sure. of plastic stuff. We're going to get a bunch of plastic stuff, uh, like we do in Necromunda, which comes out of like you know almost the main part, and then there'll be upgrade sprues and or whole other kind of characters from. Uh, yeah, that's basically what they do, right? Like uh, characters Old from. Resin. Yeah, old school resin from Forge World. So I feel like that's probably the process we're going to end up with, which I think is good. Uh, but the, do you know how these found their way out into the world? Have you heard the story? I just have I've examined the corkboard. I'm sure someone's geolocated them based on the light shadow that looks like from a window on there already. But I'd be very curious. I'd be very curious to know more about it because I'd, I'd love to hear the story. I've not heard it. So the story goes that one of the things that happens fairly regularly around Games Workshop is people go dumpster diving. The trash. They yes! go through the trash. And this was sold. This was sold out. I don't know if you guys have them there, but this was sold at a car boot, which is a, like a yard sale uh, where uh -huh. a car boot is where people get a load of their cars together, open the boots, put a table out at the front of it, and then everyone sells stuff. Uh, and this nice. was sold. This was sold at a car boot for a pound. It's beautiful. Piece of Warhammer history for a pound. Beautiful. A pound. A pound, which is pretty good. I mean, it's not going to set the world on fire as a as a leak, but I'm sure there's someone uh, right now uh, working out. There's someone who now has to go through meticulous practices with bins because of this. There's someone who has to like <laughs> empty a bin, say a prayer, yeah, like <laughs> photo poor, poor it. Gary. Poor Gary down in shipping and receiving has got to go, like, lock up all the garbage cans at night now. <laughs> yeah. Actually, right, right after they had their uh, the great poo disaster of 2022 or whatever it was when they were literally flooded by a torrent of shit, mm. um, 
they uh, they had to throw out a ton of dead like a ton of stock. So like their dumpsters in the back were like just overflowing with stuff. And so I remember watching a few like breathless videos of like people like just on the chain link fence, just looking at all the stuff in the in the bins. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, that, that's exciting. So that is fun. And um, just to kind of like uh, move the story along, um, uh, in a kind of fun twist, uh, because it's Bretonian related, I thought you might be excited about this. Not many. Uh, two weeks ago, I was at, I don't know if I've told you about this already, but I was at the world's largest full tilt tournament. You had you had mentioned. And, oh, I and mentioned it. Of, oh, yes. You actually helped discover that one of the, like, I don't know, I think he's a pretty cool uh, content creator actually moved to Toronto randomly. And yeah. I need to chase him down and make him play me in fantasy. Yeah, Eric. Uh, but, yeah, apparently his name's Eric. He's making a very large Titan. That's all I knew. That's that's why I, I think the algorithm made me watch. They all are. They love Titans. Yeah. Because yeah. well, you can spend nine well, months doing one thing. Exactly. The Titans of YouTube, you got to build Titans. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, so, yes, how was your full tilt experience? I haven't played that in many moons. Uh, oh well, I didn't get to play. Uh, oh, well, you so, spectated a full tilt tournament. Well, I mean that's very that's very on brand. So yeah, just to be clear, uh, Eric who made a video about full tilt, the the Bretonian based uh, like uh, um, jousting game. Then uh, in addition, like uh, he turned it from America at this event, as did I. Both very excited to compete or uh, play in the full tilt tournament, but the full tilt tournament wasn't quite as sold the full tilt tournament was really just two lads from scotland who yeah. traveled down from scotland with a full tilt board and minis they painted themselves based on watching eric's videos and then they just played against each other and then went home <laughs> they, so they didn't even they just like played 24 hours of a full tilt uh, in silence in the scottish way yeah and went home excellent <laughs> so so all of the people in the world who are like full tilt enthusiasts yeah <laughs> including including the man who's got the most successful video in the whole world about it we're just in one small area of earth yeah <laughs> uh two weeks ago and it was good it's a good time good time uh yeah we didn't get to play uh but many many lances were broken uh which is uh, fun yeah so it was, it, was a, it was a nice experience so i would round off that bretonian tale for you um which is good also yeah, hung out with, also hung out with john blanche just hung out with him just just sat there just sat there sat, just sat there just yeah he was like he, yeah he's in his uh gothic tension you know, he's kind of in his um uh, a doc from Back to the Future phase, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was just sat at the table. He was like, "Kids, this isn't how you play games." <laughs> just leaning, good... le leaning on his, uh, his his scooter and yeah. uh, just judging harshly what everyone's up to. That's good, man. I'm glad he's out there, man. I, I, I've seen actually the first pictures I've ever seen of John Blanche. I didn't even know what the guy looked like until very recently because of. Uh, Thomas Puritan's uh, uh, trip through Nottingham recently. Uh, I follow yes. him on. I follow him. I follow him on this thing called uh, Facebook, um, which is a little bit different than X. <laughs> but for whatever for whatever reason, I'm just so much more comfortable on. Uh, Where do we hang out now? Where do we hang out now? I'm so confused. I log into uh, Facebook and I'm like, this is gross. Like, well, that's why you should. Um, uh, just go like you can it, they make it very difficult but if you go through like four to 14 or 15 sub menus you can get to a place where you can just unfollow everything 
and I actually took my Facebook down to nothing. So like literally everything was unfollowed and it broke my feed. My feed actually like glitched out because I had nothing to follow. Um, and then uh, I just started following very specific things. And so my Facebook is, it's fairly curated. It's not so bad. Okay. Um, most I, here's, here's a wonderful uh, thing that I've been enjoying doing, uh, recently. Uh, is jumping into the old world Facebook group, which is a hive of scum and villainy. (laughs) And and it is, you know, I I used to go in there and get all upset and shit, and now I just go in there and I've been having a blast. Like, one of the things that they particularly dislike is is speculation about base sizes in there. Oh, they love that. Well, they don't actually. So there's the like, there's like the, there's the people who just wander in and like, hey, I heard that the bases are changing. And then everyone just like poo cannons at them, uh, and gets very mad. So I started uh, a, 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 a a fairly longish post where I attempted to, to quantify um, all of the um, different um, things that we know about base sizing because we've got pictures of bases. Uh, we I'd say can say with pretty high degree of certainty that the large infantry base size, for example, is thirty millimeters by thirty millimeters, and that you know. The cavalry base size is 30 by 60. We can just kind of guess these things. Um, and uh, this makes people so mad because Games Workshop told everyone to not base their models and paint them without bases until they get around to telling us what they are. And so there are all these just like real, like just, just and and like I feel like there's so many fantasy players that are just so, still so scarred internally from, from like the end times. that I think a lot of people just don't even really believe that this is still gonna happen. Um, so like there's just so many people just agnostic about the fact that bases are changing. Why would you ever want to do that? It's just great. So I just lobbed a nice big hand grenade in there, made people very upset. And I post the Elmo meme, uh, the, the flaming Elmo a lot. Um, <laughs> basically that's my main comment. Also, Why are they I started so promoting mad? this podcast. Why are they I, so... I also started promoting this podcast yeah, perfect. Every, and, and all of my comments. Hey chat, if, uh, if you are there from the old world, uh, if I'm specifically talking about you, you suck. Like think <laughs> think through your actions, okay? Think I got it. I got told I got told to quote shut the fuck up. It was fantastic. Wow. About base sizes. And I and I went with the uh kissy face redhead from the sandlot. That was a nice gif I thought. My you know, I'm a millennial, so like my I feel like my gif game's pretty dead. Why don't we start uh, our own Facebook group for the old world? I was actually thinking like competitive old world probably doesn't exist yet. There is no competitive fantasy group, period. Um that would be fun because like you can see the difference between you might get me to uh, use facebook <laughs> there you can see the difference but we probably should go to a discord i guess but like you can see the difference between um the tournament players like the the, the scene players and like all of the gross dudes who just complain about stuff um and i don't i don't normally equal opportunities equal opportunities there might be some gross ladies too Oh, my mistake. Sorry, um, but like I, <laughs> Squad no, they were, they were, they were run out of that group a long time ago. Rob, come on, come on. You know, many, you know, you know, many gross dudes slide into the DMs of any female, maybe person that goes into the. Come on, they're not there. Um, but anyway, uh, like, cause, like, cause the, it's the tournament groups, like the people who like have to go and play this in an organized, who are like looking forward to playing this in an organized fashion someday that are like maybe i'll maybe i'll rebase and also those of us who like are like actually rebase like bases look nicer um 
when they're larger like that um um so like yeah i think it's like the people who are just out of joint about this um and they're not mad about the fact that bases are changing for the most part they're mad that people are are speculating on it um and it's just so much fun i just enjoy it a lot Okay. Um, also just getting told to shut the fuck up doesn't happen to me very often so it was just very life affirming <laughs> uh so i would uh i would say that that's a great place uh to uh, ask people if you'd like to join such a sterling community what can we do to prepare for the old world <laughs> <laughs> you have to put us with you gotta put on some thick skin because it's 2015 it's 2015 40k out there guys uh you know <laughs> It's, uh, it's bad. Is that, is that, is, do we have a... Uh, uh, it's important to note, it's important to note that that actually isn't the case. So I, um, I did a bit of a troll video two days ago. So my good friend, Bread... Oh, I forgot to say how much I loved it. Yes, continue. Yes, Bread, uh, as you know, from the TC. Vet Bread did a, a call-out video, which is great for Age Sigma. Great. Uh, I made a video just being like, competitive players are ruining the game, uh, which is yes. funny. And a lot of YouTube comments and also Twitter responses were like, yeah, competitive people so just for people who don't know what the fuck i'm talking about Clearly i didn't watch the video yeah. didn't watch the video exactly where it showcased someone very sweet uh making a funny like 90s diss track kind of hip-hop video uh which is fun and just well, i also don't know played like clearly made his own beat by the way like, yeah which like, is great see, at, at the end he's just riffing on his keys and i'm like oh he made this beat great yeah, yeah with a banana in a condom ah oh, jeez there's so much talent <laughs> so much talent <laughs> <laughs> but the important point was to know, the banana in a condom or are you talking about his costume because his costume is condom leg yeah it is well. it is the sweet paralysis demon of our dreams see the uh the point i was trying to get at is that while we Please. were just criticizing a bunch of very vocal people online um like it's it's really it's really we have to reinforce the point that if you go to an event you're more than likely going to make probably a lifelong friend or at least someone yeah. who you communicate with more than you ever thought that you would 5 then... 30 in the morning i wake up <laughs> to hang out with this guy 5 30 in the morning because we live on opposite sides of the ocean yeah so that's my... what this game does to you that's the risk is that's that the risk make friends that's the risk on the other side of the friggin ocean that's the risk so like you can basically ignore everything we were saying because what we're really saying is is that we went into like Val's like I went into a right wing rally, yeah, and for some reason everyone was a dick, yeah, like similarly oh, no. to that, right? But like the actual people who play games, the people who participate in games, the people who you'll meet at your gaming store will invariably be, uh, like ninety five to a hundred percent of your interactions will be amazing and really good. So just well, I just I just need to reinforce that point. Uh, yes, because... absolutely. And and for example, the guy who told me to shut the fuck up. I, I I immediately was like, all right, well, time to go do a meme check. I'll check out this guy's profile and uh, see what kind of an asshole he is. The guy's racing in marathons for charity. He's he seems to be supporting various based causes. His memes were <laughs> were, were were fairly reasonable. He was he was just a, he's just Facebook just puts, you know, puts that uh, uh like removes that social filter. And maybe he's just very upset about base sizes and people talking about them. But I'm going to continue beating this drum, people. Yeah, I mean, I feel you can't like... can't stop me. I feel like I'm, if you've been they could, act they actively... Will. I think if you've been actively an old world guy for the past decade, and then <clears> finally <throat> someone else comes into the scene and is like, now's the time to change stuff up, you'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> we Like, <laughs> what's going on? 
right in my well, personal opinion yeah all right so this is maybe a ex I, I hate to host you on 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 uh because you're normally replaced but i think this this serves as an excellent segue if not arguing with with otherwise probably very good people who turn into monsters on facebook well can we just uh, we, uh, we can't leave without david's a lot comment in the chat because it's perfect you could improve his marathon time by standing at the finishing line having a harmless opinion and he'll sprint to you to tell <laughs> <laughs> and he'll sprint to you to tell you to fuck off <laughs> yes maybe yes maybe uh, and therefore and therefore help charity you're helping charity you're right you're right um actually maybe, i feel like do you want to do something maybe we could do a charity stream where you and i we do a, we do a show one day where we just mm -hmm. Maybe you can, if you ever get half a day off, we just start in the mm -hmm. morning and then right. we just both join a Facebook group and then we just start having innocuous old world opinions live. Yeah. And then we just respond and we just, for charity, I don't know, the chat yeah. can like donate some money and be like, tell them that dwarfs are too short. Something similar. <laughs> you know what, actually? I think, I think there's some content here. Just, yeah, yeah. just, content. just live trolling. Uh, live trolling Warhammer the Old World. Uh, it doesn't seem like the admins exist in any real capacity, so we could probably do it with impunity for some time. Uh, we, we just go until we get banned. But we, do, we would get banned for not really doing anything. It'd be one of those, I'm not even touching you, I'm not even touching you kind of moments. Be good. All right, um, perfect. All right, so that's one way to get prepared for Old World. Go to the Facebook Old World group, ask questions about base sizes. That's the um, first way. That's the first way to get prepared. If we could get a few, if we could get a few, because uh, uh, there, this is the other thing that that triggered was that uh, after I wrote my my list of like, here's what I think we know about old war bait sizes. That triggered probably four or five like actual new posts complaining about me, but indirectly. Um, it was uh, it was a sub facebooking, if you will. Uh, what they complained and, uh, about you. Well, they were complaining about how they had gone like a long time without anyone talking about base sizes, um, like they like or that you know the base size debate had sort of quieted down a little bit, and then basically I read a comment from somebody that was like, "Look, we don't know anything about what they're doing, okay? So you just have to be patient. Like, don't speculate." And I was like, "Well, that's bullshit. We know we know a fair amount already. Like, they've shown us a ton of models, and a lot of people don't believe that those are the actual armies." that are going to be in the old world. Like GW rebased entire armies, paid guys a couple weeks to paint those armies. And they're they're just like photos that they use for Warhammer community and that's it. They're like, that, that's not the actual dwarf army. We don't know that that's the army. We don't know that that's the army. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I can see uh, that you have currently been in the Facebook minds for too long on your own. It's okay. Just a couple like, days. Yeah, this just, is okay. No, this, is, this is so a space, anyway, I, a space to talk about it and share. So anyway, so so in the face of that, because people are asking the question and they're getting shouted down, right? And like right. that's fine. Like, uh, but like I was actually finding the fact that people were saying we don't know anything more annoying than the people like annoyingly asking like what's going on with base sizes. And so I wrote a post about what I think is going on with base sizes, and it actually highlighted a lot of interesting. Like, in the comments, like, highlighted a bunch of interesting little things. For example, here's a neat little niche niche one. Um, just uh, just some quality content for you. Uh, the Cauldron of Blood and the uh, the Skaven uh, Bell. I can't remember what the bell's called. We're both Screaming on 100 and, They were both on 60, 
by 100 millimeter bases. And I, and I didn't know that. And also, they're on 60 by 100 millimeter bases because they were the only war machines that could be like taken inside of a unit. And so they had to be a multiple of 20 because that was the base size of Skaven and the, and the Witch Elves and such. And um, my question is, when they, when they release the PDS and stuff, I bet you Games Workshop won't realize that when it's on 25 millimeter, it no longer really fits um, because it's on a 160 wide base. Or so it's on a 60 wide base. So there's just these little situations, right? There's gonna be all these little situations that are gonna have to tidy up and clean up. And uh, I think they're all wonderful. Oh, okay. I'm excited. I'm ex I, honestly, I'm very excited. I, and uh, I said this before we started recording as well, just worth noting as well, that the Old World timeline may have changed. We have been pro 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 prophesizing uh, that mm -hmm. it has been happening in November, but Epic has just been taken off of the release schedule. So that's mini Titan mini mini Gaitanicus, mini 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 soldiers because the rule book Titanicus. The Tiny Tanicus, yeah, has been uh, <laughs> taken taken off the uh the schedule because the rule book got mulched or something similar. Like basically something was wrong with the rule book. I they hope I hope that 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 those somewhere somehow someone saved a copy of the that rule book so that we can see what qualifies as bad enough that they have to actually like reprint something because they will literally print like broken garbage all the time that needs to be errated uh so like how bad does it have to be how bad to have what? a reprint like i said like how bad so like speculation maybe some you were saying potential you know accidental nazi imagery that's possible i guess uh but like what what like aside from that like they say maybe a copy paste error they make copy paste errors in everything literally everything yeah so i wonder what actually was so bad that they had to pull that book you know what i mean i do i do and i'm not sure what it was but it is very interesting that we've ended and that's up why in... i hope that there is a copy somewhere so that we can compare them one day and yeah. say oh it was this and like it'd be funny to know what it was yeah but, uh so, okay, speculation time. I think this is what you're trying to do. What impact does this have on Old World? Do you think that, I think it has no impact. What do you? Um, I don't think it probably has any impact. I, uh, they also moved factories recently. Um, and then I don't know if anyone's noticed, but the release schedule for them has been pretty weak. Um, <laughs> uh, like maybe it credited the authors. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was fair. <laughs> delete that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, accidentally named who wrote the book. Uh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to uh, have a book burning uh, at uh, in Nottingham. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like, they've been they've been a little bit like quiet and like I mean even Space Marines like apparently we're gonna get like the Tyranids early into kind of the Tyranid and Space Marine Codex is early into the beginning of September. Apparently all the mm -hmm. books are out in the wild and stuff now. Um, and is cities you know, this month or is cities after? Well, this month? we don't. Need, they've literally like radio silence on that front. Like the, I think it it got leaked so early, um, like so the book says that it shouldn't have been out till uh, like September, November, or right. something like that. Like, like valid in X. Like we think it like leaked. Like it, we we thought it initially it was like a couple of weeks early, but it might have been months, months early. early. Um, so we're not really a hundred one hundred p sure. Uh, which is interesting, and um, so I we still I still think November, but but it could have been really delayed. Like we might not see it till after Christmas, but we'll see. So, I mean, Space my, Marines my, is huge. Well, they release. always had they always had a lot of shit stacking up here. Like so, like because 
I don't know. I think that that 40, 40 years of, of Warhammer uh, countdown is counting down to the old world as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm pretty sure. Um, it sure feels like it. And because this, this is the, the Warhammer they refer to as Warm Fantasy, not 40K. Mm. Um, that's what's been around for 40 years, guys. Uh, so I... This, this release schedule, the fall, the pre-Christmas release schedule was always jammed. Um, I, sus I, I have the feeling that what happened to them in a lot of ways was the 40K 10th drop. Like they went ham. Like they went, they made as many Leviathan boxes I think as they could at, at their capacity mm. and, um, and pushed it out. So like, I think that probably robbed that there's opportunity cost to that. And you're starting to see, for example, like a lot of backstock getting refilled at this point. Like you're starting to see like a lot of the hobby stores I follow have been getting restocks. So they see, it feels like they're like backfilling because on the production level, they've got to be able to actually like make all this shit, right? Yeah. And then you have Tyranid new release, Space Marine new release, probably the biggest release ever in Age of Sigmar, I would say, somewhere somewhere in this quarter. Uh, and you were supposed to have uh, Tiny Titanicus. Mm. Um, and then Old World sure feels like it was it was supposed to be before Christmas in some sort of launch box form, probably not a major release, but like just that sort of Sisters of Battle, you know, actually, you know, the, the Cities of Sigmar is getting a box, right? Yeah, like yeah, the they box? get a box, yeah, Fomo box, yeah. Uh, that's the one that leaked. The guy that leaked it was like the best leaker we've ever seen. Pure professional photos, like it was a, like a product <laughs> unboxing. And you got... Yeah. You got, you got every side of the box, every rule, every bit of law, the transfer stickers, the sprues, the instructions. He was like, he was like, this is the perfect leak. There you go. Like every element, which is pretty fun. Um, I I feel like that's kind of, and I feel like that's what Old World's gonna get. I feel like Old World's not gonna get anything but its box. Let's not forget here, guys. When they released Fantasy Battles Eighth Edition, uh, they took so say it released in June. It was March before they released an army book. Uh, well, the following year. So it was like June drop, following year in March, they were like, ah, here's the first army book, which is insane to me. Um, that feels kind of like what they're getting into now because they're so jammed up with different product launches and things. So I don't, I guess it's a long way of saying that I see no reason why it wouldn't still release in November. And if anything, like the loss of Titanicus, you got to reprint books or whatever, everything else is probably good to go, I guess. But like, feel like old world is prepping to be launched in november as like the last big christmas launch probably after cities of sigmar that's what i feel yeah i think i think uh, i think that definitely could be the case um i think also they made so much money from leviathan that like because it, it's not just that leviathan box right there's everything around it you know they'd have bought people would have bought different uh different space marines units they would have bought different um they would have bought different tyranny units there would have been like a whole thing where they would have bought like a a bunch of different stuff like and so i think they might have maybe just made too much money um <laughs> like and then they're like because it makes sense right like wh why release a space it's, marine it's, book now if you're just selling space marines left right and center it's like it's like that scene in blow where they literally have no more physical space for their cash they just yeah. don't know what to do with it <laughs> well i mean bank games workshop i mean <clears throat> they kind of did that like shitty thing didn't they with the uh when they eventually squatted the, you know the forge world stuff and the you know they legended a bunch of stuff off um but they waited they waited you know a month before yeah, so that people bought up a bunch of shit first yeah 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 so like i mean but... i think they've got the the opportunity to be looking at how much money they make and be like you know hold off a few months 
I mean, they're early in the year. They got lots of time to make it up. Like, they, they don't have to be too, too worried. Um, and, like, honestly, they can't keep up anyway. So, like, like they... Uh, yeah, I don't... I, I, I just... It was all... It always looked... They're announced stuff. Like, the stuff they've announced. And I think, like, we're, we're going to know probably whether or not Old World's coming this year at Nova. Because that would be the next major uh, release sort of hype cycle. Um... But I don't know. I feel like I feel like the there's far too much like I don't know. I just feel like it's got to be like this year. So what do we do, Rob? If we think whether it's early in 2024 or late in 2023, what do we think? What what should we as as old world stands be doing to be ready for this moment one hour into our show? What should so, we be doing? Okay, so number one, first thing I'd be doing, the first thing because this is one of those things that you think is the, one of the last things that you're going to do, but this is one of the first things that you should do, is source and produce movement trays. This is literally the vegetables before the meat. This is the, you know, this is this is the boring bit before the sauce. But, like, top of the list, it's the thing you're going to do last, and you're going to regret having not done and it's the first thing you got to do and honestly i don't really know what the answer is i tried to find there are some 3d print files online um to mm, print some mm -hmm. out on like an fdm printer uh so i did do that um and i'm sure there are probably some i'm going to google it while you tell me to what do you think add, what do you think of that to, to add to your to your um uh mountain of side hustles um all you need to do is you need to get whatever machine exists, and I'm sure they exist, to um, bend and cut metal. Because metal movement trays are the Cadillac movement tray so that you can magnetize them nicely. Oh, but what um, about wood with a, with a sheet? Sounds like too much work. Why not just cut out the middleman? Get that wood out of there. Okay, wood is for elves, Rob. Okay, this is old world. Okay? <laughs> you want metal base? You want metal movement trays? Uh, shout out Shogun Miniatures. Uh, but uh, actually, I'm I'm less so on the movement trays. I get exactly where you're coming from there uh, because it feels like something we can do. The problem is, unlike uh, rebasing things, because you printed out on your FDM printer a ton of 25 millimeter bases, because we know I about did. those. I did. Um, unlike unlike bases, we actually don't know what how many ranks and files we're gonna want in our units. Like in in eighth edition, you kind of know if it's just a dumbass troop, you probably want to have room for up to forty of them, uh, which is a lot. It doesn't look like unit sizes are going to be that that big, but we don't know, for example, what the files, so width or frontage versus ranks or depth, sort of trade off is. And they were hinting strongly at it in their little rules preview. So it could be that like sometimes you want a five wide. It could be sometimes you want an eight wide. A lot of those orcs are in like seven or eight wide, um, but a lot of the elves aren't. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like movement trace is a hard thing for me to personally commit to. That is also being said by a person who has a bucket of old plastic movement trays because I got a bunch from various lots I've purchased over the years. So yeah, movement trays, I can see that being a thing. Spacers well, would be a really good thing, figuring that out. Uh, okay, so like, there's a couple of things. Just on a quick Google search... Uh, there's a bunch of different options. There's obviously uh, there's uh, there's there's all sorts of like movement trays available uh, that people have got like that you can buy like MDF ones that are out there. Mm -hmm. So there is a bunch, and they don't seem super expensive to be honest. Uh, like you know you're talking about like a couple of quid on eBay. Um, they honestly do like they they're the sort of price 
where 3D printing them does not make it's me, almost like, not as good. Yeah, it's <laughs> just it's it's almost not as good. The only advantage that you do have to 3D print. So my square bases that I 3D printed have in uh, as attached to the base, they have a magnet slot. So yep. you know how you, so um, and then you could put a magnet in and then uh, so I that's why I printed those bases because I was like well actually that saves me a bunch of time and then yep. there are also to like you know companion movement trays where they yep. themselves have magnet slots and um, and then the bottom of the movement tray in fact I've got one here on screen just for everyone to kind of see so the front uh, is in, completely in black perfect but for just I'm describing that there's uh, there's holes here. Uh, for all of the, yep. your miniatures, but there's also there's also magnets at the bottom of the movement tray, holes at the bottom so that you stick it onto your carry case. That yes, tray yes. that tray also isn't going. Um, but I don't know. But your version is have a magnetic sheet in the tray, then the metal tray, and then the miniatures on the metal tray. Yeah. So what I like to use uh, are from a guy called I well a firm called Shogun Miniatures, and they are just steel movement trays and they're also that gives a little heft as well which i really like when you're like moving them around like an old-timey general on a strategic map um I, I enjoy that about them and they slide really nicely and then what i use are um rather than full-on magnets for the most part usually i actually use the adhesive magnets like bridge magnets mm. for the bases you don't need a lot you just need enough to like keep them grounded uh they don't have to have like a tremendous amount of pull and so like I find that actually sometimes when you when you do the magnet on magnet, um, and you like go to take someone off of their off, off their base, you can break the guy off of their uh, their 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 actual base sometimes because the magnet pull is so strong. So you got to be careful with how powerful your magnets are, or sometimes the magnets themselves just like detach. That's why I like the fridge magnet, the sticky the sticky fridge magnet um, style thing. You can order all this shit on uh, on Amazon um, as well, which is great. Um, so yeah, getting the getting the trays going is good. What about just like like speculative model producing? Like, have you been uh, have you been getting any armies ready? Uh, so I have been three uh, D printing some Bretonians, uh, and I actually built them last week. Uh, really? And then yeah, yeah, uh, they're you got like one? Uh, uh, yeah. Give me a sec. You keep going. All right. So Chad, he's gonna go reveal some. Uh, I I printed a couple of these off too. I think they're the Lost Kingdom, uh, Lost Kingdoms. Kingdom of America. Uh, apparently, it's like Mercia or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but these are just really beautiful, dynamic uh, medieval-style knights. Jeff stuff. Yeah, they are. They are. They are absolutely brilliant sculpts. Like um, oh baby. Uh, but I'm a little bit disappointed because I printed this uh, on my. Uh, I was telling Val earlier in the show. I have become a bit of a a bit of a three D print whiz kid, mm -hmm. um, and these are now printed on my old resin mix, not my new resin mix. Oh, I got so, it. Oh man. Uh, so, I'm what's little... the Patreon tier to get to get some uh, insider knowledge on your resin? <laughs> you can. I will pay it. You can just have the info. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone else, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> just, just so you know, everyone. Uh, basically every like clever thing I have going on in my life, including using video.ninja. After years of using a paid for service that was inferior for the record, uh, I was like, Rob, what do you what do you switch to from Skype? And he's like, oh, this thing called Video Ninja. It's far superior. And Rob always just gives me uh, fantastic advice, which uh, he earns. Uh, he goes through a lot to learn things. 
and then like a scavenger of his uh, mental IP. I just steal it from his brain. <laughs> I sometimes feel bad about it, but not often. Honestly, like it's for someone with uh, rampant ADHD, it actually is mm. a very like like I told people I was like last week I spent three days studying resins and people were like people were like oh they kind of just like oh did you I'm like yeah torture like absolutely <laughs> like <laughs> you, know when, you know when people are like oh, what? three days of my life <laughs> mental torture i think i'd have done solitary instead yeah over that but anyway like I've, I've seen some pretty deep videos where like they'll like put them through like torsion tests and like they actually like will will like have like the freaking scale on it showing how much is being like how much weight is being put on the piece or whatever my system was just mikey, just mikey throw things at a wall oh i did that that was my system okay. like that's nice. just a that was i was like this works and everyone would like, like looked at me and i was like so i just threw it at a wall they were like oh oh <laughs> well if it passed the throw it at a wall test it's gonna <laughs> be good <laughs> uh so yeah i have been i have been sculpted and, and as you know i also did a, like a chaos dwarf army um but the printers currently are in use so like uh they mm. currently are on on hold uh, and honestly like i'm not too stressed about um you also uh, printed like 120 dwarves already and i don't know god knows how many bretonians so you're probably good for a little while <laughs> i i've only got i've only cavalry bretonians i think i've only done about like 18 and i feel uh -huh. like that's i feel like that's okay but i don't think that's quite enough um and then uh and i'm not oh, the lost kingdom minis are really nice but they print awfully and what i mean by that is is because they're in all in individual pieces you just don't yes. have to do that like i've been having this conversation recently about like sprues and other stuff with the chat we've been talking about just how painfully non-consumer friendly some of this stuff is and yes um uh, and that's why shout out to avatars of war i did yes, actually while I while I haven't printed them, I did put them into the slicer to look at them, and they just print as a whole piece. So that's a new thing they started doing. Those are their like ready to go regiments or whatever. Yeah. And because previous to that, they basically made them like multi part kits where you had to glue everything together. And at some point, they were like, "This is probably really annoying to people," and they started making them uh, as just like we're gonna we're gonna make them look cool and give you a bunch of options and off you go so two things two I things awesome. two things to say number one i want to shout out that the quality of the lost kingdom miniatures is fantastic so i don't yes. want that to be a criticism of uh of the minis because the minis are stunning and looking at them right now i'm actually like oh, yeah these are so good uh, i'd like to point out and number two if you are a 3d print guy there's a new option inside lychee where what you can do is you can add uh, you can group a selection of mini like so if you have got all of the arms for orc one and then the head yeah. for orc one you can uh -huh. group them and then what it will do is it'll like kind of add a little tray to them okay so that like when you when you take it off the when you take it off the print bed you're like oh that's the arms weapons head for orc one in that little section so that you could you know you could individually work on each one as a project versus like which head was meant to go uh like because with the bretonians that's one of the frustrating things with them is you know you've got the legs the legs are very specific and they only go on each horse so you yes. can't really do two different horses two different legs two different bodies because it's just a, a nightmare so what i end up doing is i end up just doing like three of the same horse on a tray and then just being like cool uh, you know i'll find a use for them or i'll give them to a friend or i'll do something like that if that makes sense um, no it makes all sense so like that's that's a bit frustrating 
but yeah, like that that would be my those my two bits of advice at the minute. But yeah, when you have a miniature that because ultimately building miniatures is super fun. Uh, I really like building miniatures, but like it's so much easier just taking a whole mini off a plate. <laughs> like if you're looking for speed, it's like that's done. There well, it's also the benefit. Uh, like it's one of the core benefits of 3D printing. Like even if even if you like, I don't know if you've ever tried it, but like getting good at something like uh, uh, I don't know. I always just use the default Windows 3D, whatever tool it's called, where you can actually like modify and like remix models. You could actually like with the 3D printing process, you could do your assembly in the computer, right? And then Wait, and then inside like inside the computer. In the computer. Like I remember the first like <laughs> one of my first 3D prints I ever did was I ran into the challenges of heroic scale, right? So like I was trying to get these goblins the right size and I would make them either like too big and their head would be like I would make them their head the right size and they'd be too tall and or I'd make their uh their body the right size and their head would be too small because anyway um and so at one point i was like fuck this i'm just gonna i'm just gonna change their heads so i, I want to have the heads a larger scale so i was like literally using clippers to like cut a 3d printed goblin's head off and use another 3d printed goblin's head that was in a 32 millimeter scale to put it on there so i get a heroic scale eman g goblin and then after i'd done that 10 times and also cutting cutting resin with 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 clippers is like shooting a gun every single time you take that goblin's head off not, it is not, terrifying not with the new not with the new stuff you're gonna get a I'm, smooth cut well hell yeah um beautiful i'm super excited and genuinely anyway um i realized i could have just done this in the computer i could have just made his head bigger in the computer so you could do your assembly in the computer but then you you know like I, it just adds something yeah yeah okay oh well i'll i am also someone who hates building so that's I think I, I mean ultimately it depends on who you are like if you're like I'm someone who likes building then the avatars of war stuff where it's all individual parts is actually incredibly cool and you can kit bash all your guys and if you're not what's nice about again the consumer experience on that other side is that you get to make the choice you know yeah. or more importantly these developers these producers because they are paid on patreon right they're like oh if we give you both options will you support us more it's like yeah yes we will that's really easy uh because you're now you're doing the same job but you're like selling it to two different audiences which is really good as well i've had this conversation recently about like games workshops plastics yeah um, uh and sprues and i want to make a video about this because i think the sprues are probably one of the most anti-consumer things i could ever experience every I element gonna, of it. I, I was actually going to make a joke that like or when you get your uh brand quote new uh tomb king sprue you'll have very few choices uh, <laughs> uh, but nowadays i think it was what you're referring to is they go together in a very specific way and yes. it's very 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 meticulous and and, and tough to I, do I, anything yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna make a whole video about it because i think it's like an interesting conversation point like and especially like yeah well, because like you know like it's quite fair to be like you know absolutely no one hates the way that we make minis because you know we sell so many of them it's like no 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 it's just gonna be really clear the way you sell miniatures is truly truly awful for the consumer even just the way they number the the the, the products anyway so movement trays are the way that i personally would prep and are plan and i am planning to prep other than obviously producing an army and uh i guess one of the ways you could produce an army is go out and buy alternate sculpts i'm actually working mm -hmm. on my first video about this for um 
uh, working on my first video on this, which I've been edited together. Uh, or you can obviously 3D print stuff, I think is a good option. What have you been doing? What's been your process? Um, well, uh, I think most recently, because I kind of got, I guess once it got to around June, and to me, like, it was feeling like Old World's imminent. And again, maybe we're wrong, but I don't think so. Um, uh, once we got to June and things were feeling imminent, I kind of got, like, really frozen in my tracks, which is why I genuinely asked this. And mostly around, like, if I'm putting together, and because I got, I'm lucky, I got lots of, like, cool armies that are built and other people that bought a lot of stuff painted. Like, I've got a lot of armies that are sort of in good enough shape for, like, 8th edition. Um, but uh, I don't have anything specifically that I wanted to use yet for Old World, and I didn't really want to start building for Old World. So really what I settled on is my, I think my favorite 8th ed army mechanically is Vampire Counts. I think they're cool as hell. I think they do, like, they're just really, really neat uh, army and how they work on the on the tabletop and i've never actually gotten to play with them i've just i've just had buck because it was always going to be the project i was going to do um and then like uh you know like i just sort of amassed like used secondhand vampire count stuff so long story short i've started building out my my vampire counts and just dedicating myself to them being on the eighth edition bases just building an eighth edition vampire counts army that i'll later put on spaced out trays or something um, and that's because I also want to like, I really want to play a little bit more edition before it's all said and done. Because I really don't think anyone, aside from like the really grungy sixth ed players, I I know personally I'm probably not going to want to go back anymore. Even though I really enjoyed playing the dead game, I'm I am 100% my chip is going to go off. I think it's very unlikely unless it's a sh like, even if it is a shit game, I'm probably going to want to play. Uh, the old world rather than the old game if you know what i mean yes i understand yeah yeah i think I so think i kind of want i guess the way i'm preparing for old world is like trying to get in as much of the stuff that i like right now before like old world takes over my brain and i never touch it ever again i think um how do you feel about like terrain and stuff like do you feel like it's anything people don't generally tend to pre uh, like prepare terrain anyway like i think it was a bold choice to be leading with movement trays you know like <laughs> I think, you know people were like no rob i'm just gonna buy all my minis and i'm gonna sit in a box i'm like that's okay <laughs> no leading, leading with movement trays i think is, is genuinely uh is is a good point and it feels like something that you can do um the uh, terrain is a good one, although I do have a fair amount of, of like, uh, hills and shit that I've put together over the last couple of years, so I think I'm pretty good there. I do have a very amazing I'm actually... uh, 3D printed babbling brook that I've been meaning to do. So well, I don't know, So that, maybe that's something I can put together. What I'm, really what I'm really excited about is since the old world was out, uh, and again, shout out to Total War, Total War has brought a lot of those like worlds to life there's been a lot of world building if you do any of the siege battles on total war there is a lot of um you know buildings and structures and you know settlements yeah. and fortifications and stuff and even going beyond that some like the external battles or the quest battles and stuff like that there is some stuff and we're also starting to get some sort of like you know, we get a lot of, like, GFX stuff from Total War as well, and they're kind of showcasing what stuff may look like. And for 3D artists, again, like Patreon and 3D print people, yeah, I think that there's absolutely for them to make, like, not <laughs> not the old world, old world terrain um, out there. And I think that you could end up with something that looks really stellar. 
uh, because we didn't really Games Workshop previously didn't really sell those sorts of kits. When I first started playing Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Oh, oh. Non non old world building stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's like, like when I first... the same way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like when I played Warhammer Fantasy Battles, there was some stuff. There was like a like there was this like telescope thing on a hill that was cool. Uh, you know, there was a house Mance, or two. Want... Oh. Yeah, but then the f but then I always like uh, I'm trying to remember the name now, but I remember putting in what was a ludicrous, ludicrous order for tabletop world. Was it? Yeah, tabletop world. Yeah. Um, uh, like when I got first got into Warhammer Fantasy Battles, because they have got the best buildings, which now you can gorgeous find stuff. on gorgeous stuff. Now you can find on absolutely any 3D print website. Like there is, there is always some house uh, available. Um, <laughs> that looks like this. That looks yeah. like this. But these these guys obviously produce it as well. But the stuff was always just blew me away. Uh, and again, yes. for people who want to go look at it, it's called Tabletop World. Um, and I was just, I was like, yes, this is what I want. And it had like stuff. So evocative. It's so evocative. And it had silly things like the market uh, had like, uh, you know, had uh, like cabbages and, and, and stuff. And, and, you know, very standard stuff. But going back 10 years, it really wasn't that standard for that stuff to be out there on the market and available to you as a consumer. Um, so I'm really excited about maybe uh, putting a couple of like old world boards together that are like, almost diorama-esque because you cannot basically engage with terrain in the old world or in Warhammer Fantasy Battle. You don't really do terrain. It doesn't really affect the game. And it sucks game. because it feels like it feels like it would be so great if you could. Uh, and like, I, there's been a few times where like a friend comes over to play a game and I've just gotten way too horny with my terrain placement and they're like, yeah. And then they just like take half of the shit I put out off of the table. Yeah. Um, which is actually also kind of, I guess you're used to Sigmar, but like, I don't know if you've looked at what 40k looks like these days, but just the fact that like the player base has responded to the way the game works over the last couple of editions by just like packing tables with kind of very same samey and awful looking ruins. Oh like God. everyone's doing their best, like, but like they're just Keep choked. Going. The, like the the tables are just choked with terrain to the point where it's almost obscures the game at this point that it's kind of cool for me like when i'm playing fantasy like the the models like the minis are actually sort of like the star of the show especially if you just you know play it on a gaming mat or whatever if they if that's another thing i feel like if 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 like proper gaming mats had existed in 2015 they were just starting to come out in those days like i think fantasy battles would have been a lot better for a lot of people but yeah, so I agree with you that, that 40k, the 40k trade that we commonly see look shit, but some of the chat's already like laughing at me. But like I've been I've been working really hard and diligently on the terrain for the arena. So here's some uh -huh. here's like a, a like while the L it's an L, it's an L, but it's a Votan oh, yeah. but it's a Votan That's L. Sick. Yeah, yes. thank you. Uh, for podcast listeners, I am holding up some cool terrain. Uh, like and actually I'm, a genuinely cool Votan rubble wall. I'll take I'll take uh, I'll take I'll take some pictures. So while there will be uh, eight L's on the board that are all Votan themed, I think that'll look actually pretty wicked. And you don't have to sacrifice uh, you don't have to sacrifice how it does look. But but while that's also true, I also do think that like whenever I go like I think my boards look really nice when I have a 40k event. And when people come over and then I go to take a picture of people playing a game and I'm like where the fuck are all the minis? And they're like, they're just hiding behind here, Rob. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Like, so you are right. It does, a game of 40K 
looks like a board of terrain with some miniatures hiding behind it. That, <laughs> yeah, that is correct. Um, and, and that and like I guess when you're when you're into it, there's still that cinematic feeling. But like the appearance of it, I don't know. Just it just again like when I went back and played a bit of 40k and uh, when 10th first came out, I just it just did not do it for me. And I just whatever for whatever reason, I'm really enjoying the rank and flank style. I'm even like. I, I'm I'm even like if Overworld stinks, I got enough stuff to play AOS too. Like it just, I don't know. It it just doesn't feel well. So one of the know, things feels, I, feels better for me. One of the things I like about the idea of terrain, you got me started now, but I'll be quick. Um, is yeah. to do is cool. to do is to do a diorama. So what I have for my Age of Sigmar terrain is it's pretty much just it, there's very little terrain. In fact, I had designed uh, all of the terrain I have is basically non-interactive. Like you literally can't stand on it. Uh, right. Like it's either a garrison which you can get in because it's a house, or it's <laughs> some magical eminence and you can't stand near it or something. Um, and then it's on a base, so you can't go near it. But there are a couple of bits which I've just had 3D designed, which I've just printed out, which are basically just flat bits of they're flat and they've got a rubble texture on them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. like that's cover somehow, uh, because if even if I put a wall on it, it would make it frustrating to use in games. So I'm like, that's cover, but there's some texture and it looks like it's a, a thing, basically. This, but this, like, so this is a, but like you're now encountering like a very like classic struggle, uh, which is I think like I remember when I first started playing 40k, a lot of people responding about terrain were like, well, we don't want to be warmer hordes or whatever, like you don't want to be war machine because they would play literally just with with two dimensional terrain. Yeah. Because for something like fantasy battles or like any of the other rank and flank stuff, things that you have out there, 2D, 2D terrain, like what you're describing, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Like uh, it's, it's only, really it's does. only, no, so I I run 12 pieces of terrain for AOS. Uh, sorry, yeah. 10, 10 pieces, sorry. But two, four of them are just those little bits. But the other pieces is where I go really hard. So I just make it like, I'm like, okay, this is a house. But then I put yes. some like walls on it. There's a baker that I 3D print cooking, it, <laughs> doing some baking. Like like you could do like, um, I've just, I'm just doing one right now where it's uh, like a kind of like an uh, orc kind of like destruction kingdom. And there's a, a big bit of MDF that I've stuck a, a, a like a, uh, a coliseum fighting pit on yeah, yeah and then i'm gonna sick. and then i'm just gonna put some dudes in there having a battle and i'll be like well you can't go in there that's impassable that's a coliseum you can't go in there yeah that doesn't that doesn't make sense right <laughs> anyway. because there's no there's no rules to support you and your beautiful thing doesn't do anything yeah exactly but this hasn't this hasn't it always been thus in warhammer i feel like it's all kind of always does that suck that it's always been like that? That we've never really had? Like, has, has there ever been an edition of any game of Warhammer that's handled uh, terrain well? Well, I mean, I mean, it's easier with 40k and Age of Sigmar because you can just, each model can individually represent itself much harder with the old world because, you know, you've got that entire movement tray of dudes, which is much more challenging, in my opinion. Uh, and I that's okay. Like the, uh, I like the abstraction of buildings in in fantasy, which they used to do in 40k, but they don't do anymore. Where where like you can just you just sort of bloop, you just go into it, like what you said, garrisoning a building, right? Yeah, no, I love I love yeah. the idea of garrisoning buildings. I think that's so fun. Just get like ten drunk dwarfs in the pub, yeah, <laughs> and then you know some chaos warriors come and try to attack them. Like that's mega evocative. They should definitely they should definitely create the rules for that. And if they don't, we will, uh, because that doesn't Hell sound yeah. too complicated to achieve. Uh, like, because it already exists. How hard, how hard can it be? How hard can it be? How hard can it be? Yeah. 
but yes. I have a follow-up question with you about 3D printing, yeah. which is <clears throat> I've noticed a lot of, and especially if you wanted to start like like manufacturing and building out uh, an army, um, I've noticed that most, and this even even for Blood Bowl, when I was I tried to print out some Blood Bowl teams, everyone sculpts in 32 millimeter, in in um, at least it, feel, it feels to me that most fantasy miniatures are sculpted for 32 millimeter, which I think is kind of the assumed scale of AOS. So how do you feel about like like are you just rolling with that? Uh, like with your with your prints, like your like if you just printed as is like uh, kingdoms, uh, lost kingdoms, and uh, other guys. Like even I think Highlands for the most part is 32 millimeter. They might give you a 28 millimeter option, but anyway. How do you feel about scale? Do you think it matters? Like, like, do you think it matters? I think that's pretty much the whole question. Not really. I don't think so. Okay. I think, I think, I think there's so many conversations, but like 40K is the biggest game by a mile, by a country mile. And uh, event after event, uh, you know, and there are now event um, companies. So that's more standardized, but basically, you have no guarantee what the terrain at one event or even like is going to be like compared to the other and the reason i bring up terrain is because you then like you know you can't guarantee that someone's rule set is even going to be similar to someone else's like someone might be like yeah like you'd be like oh i've painted like my friend has got a mexican army but he's he's replaced all of the heads with a a necron head with a sombrero they're his mexicrons yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. And the sombrero adds, I don't know, a couple of mil, uh, you know, maybe not an inch, but you know what I mean, to the miniature. Yeah. Is that going to affect you in game? I mean, does that matter if there's no terrain at that event, or if there's there's too much terrain, or like, does it really matter? I think. I, I think. I love. See, I guess I love that you went immediately to like the impact on gameplay, because actually, I'm just talking from an aesthetic point of view here. That like. I really love, for example, the AOS Vampire Lord. The guy's got, like, bats flying out of his hair. Very cool. He's just sort of, like, he's just so fucking, again, evocative. Beautifully mo moody model. But he'd be, like, 10 feet tall on a Warmer Fantasy Battles, or, like, field. You know, like, he'd be very... He would look out of place. Because the vampire is taller. They're generally made to be sort of larger as is. Hmm. So he'd be, like, way huge compared to a, like, rank-and-file Empire guy. And I just wonder, like, so, like, do you, so, I guess you've answered my question, which is, you don't care, so you're just going to print them at whatever size they are, and they're going to look good, and that's that. Uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, for aesthetics, also, like, I mean, I think it's fair to say that, like, for aesthetics, I think some of the bigger ones, not bigger, but, like, you know, like, 32 mil scale feels about right. I think there's a reason miniatures have evolved from 28 mil to 32 mil. And I feel like it's because that you know the miniature designer has a little bit more space to showcase what they want to achieve. Um, yeah. Like in that, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In that space, uh, you know. Uh, 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 so I would say that like it feels like that that's the scale people want to sculpt at. Star Wars miniatures or Shatterpoint is like forty-two mil, forty mil yeah, minis. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of interesting because they weirdly actually don't have tons of detail at that at that size. Uh, um, that's probably them catching up on their production skills right because they're they're you know injection molding those and and, and producing them at, at at scale like that's different than a, a 3d printer can do fidelity that gw can do at scale right like so like it's uh it's a different thing i think 
Because one of the things that I kind of, again, and I know I hate doing this, but like sometimes I do try to apply reason and logic to what appear to be arbitrary and boneheaded decisions made by our friends at Games Workshop. Mm. And I always I keep coming back to the tree man thing, right? Mm. Uh, and, and the reason why I keep coming back to it and like the fact that the old trolls are in there is that I'm wondering if at some level what that non like crossing of the streams is, is that they are committing to a 28 millimeter heroic style in old world and that's why that's the that may be the reason why a lot of those aos models are not being used is because of the aesthetic disjointed because that that new tree man that new dirthu next to fantasy battle ministers did look a little out of place to me like he was much bigger i think that's really fair and actually interestingly i've i've kind of been uh, steeped in this conversation for the past few weeks because we've had uh, some sculptors and designers downstairs and obviously my partner uh, is, oh, yeah. is, is, is a big kind of old miniatures fan but what I've seen recently because I've been having these conversations and seeing some stuff is I've seen the old miniature I get, I'm going to say style the aesthetic on new miniatures like um, I've been shown some like new stuff but it's new stuff in the old aesthetic which is kind like of interesting big, head, big hands aesthetic kind of thing no that, that, more so... kind of like hand sculpted aesthetic like okay because like, it, like actually like lead lead era stuff yeah kind of, yeah like hand sculpted stuff and i guess like I, like while myself personally not like overly a big fan of i guess we're gonna call it an aesthetic yeah like i think that it is always had a great tweet about that yeah i think <laughs> i think uh it's evocative of a time and yeah. evocative of i guess like i guess it's like art because they are art right sculpting miniatures yes. is art and i think what we'll end up with is um different game systems because shatterpoint's also a really good point as well because someone in the chat has brought up the fact that the shatterpoint minis are different to the legion minis they're 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 different scale yes. But they're also a different aesthetic if you take the time for instance um they don't really use guns like they do a lot of the miniatures around with guns but they look a lot more kind of like cartoon-esque versus like an actual like the the guns in in legion look a lot more like the laser blasters and stuff look a lot more laser blastery these are almost like mm -hmm. just kind of some square-ish shape and Little there's yeah and there's like an aesthetic choice and it's kind of interesting watching these game systems now move away like because games workshop i think is in many ways going for like a hyper realism i guess we could call it a hyper realism in like you know we've given him a gun and it looks like a gun and he's got armor yes yes but so, maybe some designers are just you know pushing them on they're like Do you know what like we can produce minis like in the style that we really want uh, and so i think maybe old world gets gets to have a pass on being its own aesthetic uh like which i think is interesting and maybe you can either be a part of that or you know because well how would you feel if someone was to do a more you know like so you could do orcs and goblins and you could do them like bright and poppy if you're doing the paint job bright and poppy and like make them all the mushrooms and everything but you could also do them very grim and very dark and very yeah kind of grim like you know grim dark great show um and then uh <laughs> So, after dark sorry 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 you know, it's live mondays I no anyway um but no, you I see what i mean yeah um well i fucking i guess the the only thing is i i love it and i think um like as far as the different looks like there's a guy uh he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a, he's a guy who uh produces eighth edition content 
uh, Dr. Luke Blacksell. And he has a chaos army. And actually, he's like me. He actually got into fantasy after it was all dead. And he sort of like got really into like a very limited UK tournament scene. Mm. And uh, but he has a chaos army that he basically went back and collected. It's like it's like fourth ed and before. He plays it in eighth edition, and he's painted it in a you know like early like psychedelic games workshop like citadel style so like they have like big fucking metal banners and like by like like i mean like like meow metal like uh like they just look they look cool as hell i played a guy in that one eighth edition tournament i got to play in last year he had uh he had uh like an all troll army and he had every guy named he was a pretty good player but they were painted in that old citadel style i think that's great and you know what as we're talking about it i guess to answer the original question too it's like those models, because a lot of them were the old ones, also didn't really fit with my sort of, mo quote, modern fantasy empire army because they were all sort of a little bit bigger even then. Hmm. So I guess it works. As long as the... As long as mechanically it works, um, I guess it doesn't matter if your Chaos Dwarves are a little tall or if, you know, your Bretonian archers are actually proportioned correctly um, because it's probably just going to look dope. <laughs> I, think, I think I think they're looking good. It'd actually be a real positive, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> think, hey, man. The, uh, I'm looking I, at I these new gonna, Bretonians in my hand, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then I look at the ones in the picture, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, no. Oh, no. Um, uh, Highland Miniatures is actually in the second wave of their Bretonian release. And Highland's interesting versus someone like um uh why do i struggle lost kingdoms um versus someone like lost kingdoms because they do go for i don't I, i'd have to actually like study study their models a little bit more but they definitely go for very games workshop style um like they they are much more cartoony there um and also in the in the in, in a lot of sense they have a lot more um uh, sort of open space on the models that less detail I should say they're not as as heavily designed as say a lost kingdoms model would be um, yeah they're, they're nowhere near it then yeah they're not as heavily designed at all are they they're, they're like a lot plainer I'm just gonna showcase yes that's maybe would show be this a... showcase this. but I think and if you're a painter I've got a picture on the screen for everyone but it doesn't want to load not really sure why um but if you yeah if you were a uh, a painter, you would say that these actually have a lot of negative space. It's actually better for painters uh, because you can yeah. showcase your skill sets. Whereas what we want is the most convoluted model <laughs> that we can slap chop up. Yeah, we want right. We, yeah, we want ridges. <laughs> we want. We don't yes. want any of this. I'm trying to showcase is, it to people at home. This is actually why I'm a little bit nervous about trying to do the 10 millimeter armies is because like, is there enough detail on there to slap chop it? Like, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like I guys are just going to be like brown, green and red blobs, but fine. That's fine. That's um, fine. But yeah, no, that's exactly true. Uh, and also why I kind of, again, get my hackles up when people talk about quote, over-designed GW models. Like when people were somehow complaining about the cities of Sigmar's models, like, fuck man, those things are awesome. And also, all of those details sort of do dovetail with that new painting tech where you are able to, like, you know, use very advanced painting step paints to, uh, to get, like, a lot of, like, a really nice result with very little effort, which is exactly where I live. Yeah, 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 exactly where I live. Yes, me too. Me too. A 3D printed model completely prints completely on its own that's very, very textured that I can slap chop. 
The perfect, the perfect thing. That's it. That's all you yeah. want. What's that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the perfect thing. Uh, right. Well, it's been, uh, it's been. We've had an interesting chat so far. I'm chat. Back. How do you feel about hello? How does everyone feel about it? Uh, the delay of Epic is terrible. For Snapchat. Snapchat is godlike at that scale. Apparently, Snapchat is, is godlike at Epic scale. Yeah. I, I'd love to know more about that because it, it, I do genuinely find it concerning. Here's here's my uh, Black Knights in the midst of a slap chopping. Oh, no. Nice. They, they look I, I legitimately have... good. Bro, your your method is 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 sick as hell. But I want to note that this is a little bit of a uh, I, I've I've gone a little bit um, rogue on these because I did a I did a I think I did a black base coat and then a purple uh, sort of airbrush highlight oh, and then right. a purplish dry brush and a lighter purple over that so that they will have a more of a of a different shading. I honestly can't tell the difference at all. Um, <laughs> But I'm pretty sure Ninjan told me that it could work, uh, and so I was like, "Okay, I'll do that." And yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it was just more—I think it was just more steps for literally no difference. All right, uh, listen, let's ta- let's let's do it, let's because we haven't really in any way uh, covered. I've been having a blast. Because me too. If, if if you have ADHD and you like us, man, have you had a good show? Yeah, you've had a wonderful time. Listen, because I'm. What yeah. army are you going to get ready for the old world? Funny you should ask, Rob. Um, oh my god, I almost knocked my PC right off my fucking desk. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh. oh wow! Wow 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 wee wa. That was Save terrifying. Um, here, why don't I bring these guys over a little bit? There we go. There we go. Who are those? So you're gonna be a Tomb King guy. Tomb King guy. Okay. All Actually, right. Actually, these these guys, um, yeah, because also my, my dear friend uh, and 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 friend of yours, Tech Priest Dicky, is a is a big Bretonian guy. He still complains about the fact that he sold his Bretonians. These guys, I bought these as a lot off of um, off of uh, Facebook, and it wasn't exorbitant. Like it wasn't like I wasn't gouged for it, which was nice because I think Tomb King numbers still haven't come down. Um, the first time I've actually seen any of these models, like I've never actually. Never actually had one of these. Like I've, n- I've never even seen one on a table. I don't think. And it's cool. Like I think this is a really great mini. I think he's awesome. It's not the Necro Sphinx, is it? It's the other one. Uh, no, this is. Isn't this the Necro Sphinx? Oh, it might be the Necro Sphinx. One yeah. of them. One of them has like a like he, he actually set it up so that it can convert back to the one. There's like a howda and there's a bunch of skeletons with spears and shit. Oh wow, he did all the all the all the magnetizing. Uh, no, he did like pegs. Oh, so like so like it's still it's it sort of slots together, which works fine. That's perfect. Um, I think uh, these guys though, this was his eighth. Uh, this was his old world army project. So that is a tomb guard on a twenty-five millimeter base, and I think oh. it looks great. Well, that is cool. That is nice that they're all on twenty-fives. That's fantastic. Um, I guess um, the other thing is to source a bunch of twenty-five mil bases, but they're super cheap online. They're they're, they're easy. I got a bunch of flack for resin three D printing. 25 like resin 3d printing bases because like it is clearly something that's probably better um to do um uh it is probably better to something like if you have an fdm printer which unfortunately i don't uh, it's better a better way to do it uh, but also it's dirt cheap to do it on a resin printer as well you don't have to use good resin um and you can just crank out bases so fast and you can also do very cool like i do sculpted bases like my vampire counts are all on like really cool like couple bases i don't know like grave graveyard graveyard style bases 
I'll probably print a bunch of sand dune style bases for these guys just so I can just literally slap chop all of them very easily. Um, it's it's actually yeah. it's quite interesting um, that 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 because the old world has been so like limited in showcasing us new minis to look at, uh, you know, which is what Games Workshop ultimately do. They sell us miniatures. You know, they've had this kind of announcement for such a long time, and they have shown us a couple of minis, but they've had this yeah. announcement for so long, like, we're doing this thing, like, great. And then they're like, no news. And so, you know, everyone has just gone and just made the stuff themselves or bought the stuff themselves. They've, they've cannibal, their own marketing has cannibalized themselves pretty aggressively, I think. Um, you know, yeah. like, it's been. Like, look at how, look. They gave, they gave three, we said this on an earlier show that like the old world is like a gift to so many creatives out there. So many like 3D sculpting uh, shops. Some like the base makers, the, the people who make movement trays, uh, content creators. Like it was an absolute gift because they're coming out with old models that are gonna be compared to things like what we were just looking at. So like that, those those models that we just saw, or even Perry miniatures for that matter, like for a lot of these for a lot of these uh, lines, or Mantic, or um, like there's a bunch of places where you can even buy like off the shelf models that will look great, a good ish. You're mad at me now. Anyway, um, I love the Mantic zombies, for instance. Like they were way better than the like than the old GW zombies. Um, uh, way better. Like I thought the old GW zombies were some of the worst friggin' things ever, and you needed a million of them. So I have a million Mantic zombies that I picked up off of some use site. Mm. Um, but uh, like, there's just so many sources that you can go to for this stuff, and they just are not competing right now. But then again, they are a monopoly, and a lot of people probably just don't even know other shit exists, and they're just waiting for the next drip from the tap. Yeah, and that's kind of how it goes. That is, is that's an interesting fact as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm actually, I'm still, I'm still very excited. I want everyone to know that. But like, there isn't really uh, what's the right way to describe it. I think some forward momentum on an army. I think the reason probably, I think you, you've actually to be square based and to to wrap it up. The reason maybe you've probably been arguing so much inside those Facebook groups is because fundamentally, starting uh, to build an army or getting into the game is a you know a foundational ground up process, and it starts with those bases you sure. you know you have to paint all the minis sure but you also have to base them all and then to you know to get us in that position as well and i think i think you're in the right place probably uh, you know and it's nice that the show is called square base as well like the fundamental element mm -hmm. of getting this ball rolling is what those bases do look like um and then and then moving on from there because then that really better and then movement trays and everything else it's pretty fun and you pretty fun in, in university, I, I studied acting, and I think it was it was a Laurence Olivier uh, quote, which was, uh, you know, how do you build a character? And he said, I start with the shoes. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, that's cool. Oh, we also start need to build it. We also need to build an army builder. And a, and, <laughs> yeah, a, right? a, and a score tracker. Those are two things that we as a community will need because there's no way that they've made an app for it. There's no way that there's actually an an army builder and score tracker simultaneously makes a lot of because actually one thing i've noticed about like fantasy battles in general is no one keeps score <laughs> i'm so used to i'm used so used to um like 40k where like and i'm sure in aos now where people are very diligent about you know every player turn 
you update your score. In fantasy, like uh, victory points for the most part are kill points, mm. but I rarely have ever seen any, and maybe this is something in the chat or the comments people can talk about. Like, did anyone ever really know who was winning? Um, I'm sure the very good players probably like kept a mental note of how many things they had killed versus had been killed on their side. But like, uh, a army builder app that could keep track of kill points, I'm assuming because they'll probably use the same mechanics, um, would actually be super useful because. Right now, I think most people are surprised who wins a game of fantasy in the end. Yes. Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, I think also stats and some other stuff as well. So there's definitely some people I'm going to talk to about that. We'll talk about it post-show and get that sorted off the ground before before release because that's a super simple thing to create. Uh, and it's not something they could DMC strike because you could just stick it in like Hawaii or something, like just throw it somewhere else. Like it doesn't, like, I don't know, but not Hawaii. You know what I mean? Somewhere. I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> Peru. Yeah, it's just stick Look, it there. All right, we'll just we'll use this this island in the middle of the Pacific. It's really far from America. There's no way they'll get us. I think they call it Hawaii. <laughs> it's currently on fire. Uh, shout out yeah. to well, everyone in Hawaii. Yeah, for real, guys. But I mean, yeah. Hawaiians they do deal with volcanoes on a regular basis. So I, I hope they uh, hope they're doing all right over there. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, cool. Well, it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you, bud. Absolutely. Thank you, bud. Thank you. Uh, what if a you great have... ramble. We haven't had a good ramble in a while. It's been good. It's been We've good. We've been There's... slaves to the Warhammer community articles and just, just slogging our way through the their, their hot copy. This was a nice ramble. It was right. And hopefully, we, if we get the time next week, we can just uh, actually go through, like, we'll go some some lore again. We do have, since we did a first show, we, we are a little bit more set on where we are in the lore, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we could also start to... Uh, predict where those uh, where those different nations will be on a map which is kind of fun as well that's that's some fun stuff Maps uh, because are we, fun well we have the we have the old world to go off we have total war to go off we've got some other fun stuff as well i just I, I'm, I, go on oh i was gonna, i'm a big fan of doing like definitive guides uh of of third party minis uh and and stls for the core factions i think that would be a great show to do because like okay. we've kind of we've you've kind of done like a few like what's new in 3D printing uh, episodes and like gone for a little walkthrough, but it'd be great to like actually go through and like what 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 is there what was the one that you did when I I wasn't here? You you ran through and you were looking at some of the uh, avatars of war and you're like, well, this is just I can't remember the word that you used. It's like there's just no competitor, and there are a few that are like that. Um, yeah, actually, there are a few I, that are interesting. I actually after that show recorded a video and I'm halfway through editing it. Um, as like a, just a like a little faster paced video, which is fun. So uh, I'm gonna try and get on that today. But but only so much time in each human being's day. Uh, but it's True. exciting because you've got to not only not only do you get to talk about all the games you want to build and paint all the minis to play the games. That's the exciting thing. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. That's what yes, we want. Yeah, best 3D prints for all world. That'd be really fun. Okay, right. This, if you've enjoyed the Squarepace podcast, do shout out uh, Val in the comments because he will reply to you immediately and get on with it. Immediately. Uh, immediately. Which is good. And if you've enjoyed it, thanks for hanging out and join us live every Thursday, 11 p.m. 11 a.m., sorry, till 1 p.m. British summer time until the clocks change, in which case it'll be... Bye. 5 a.m. Eastern. 5 a.m. Eastern. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>